What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Alex. And today is a very... I'm actually so proud. Oh, thanks. I'm so proud. Um, it's our 100th episode. Yay! Pew, 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 pew. 100 episode. I can't believe it. Over 100 hours of us sitting down with each other mm-hmm. and with people that we know and admire people mm-hmm. that we love and we care about people that we've learned from people that we we've learned from each other yeah we've learned from each other uh holy shit i can't believe I, it i can't believe it. i mean i remember when you were like hey i think it'd be fun to start podcasting and i was yeah. like fuck yeah let's do it yeah and you know I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but as we're sitting here kind of editing the 100th episode, like, what a cool thing, like, God forbid, if something happened to us. Yeah. There will be 100 hours of you and I talking to each other. I know. It's pretty cool. I know. I'm very very proud of it. Editing this and listening back to some of the old episodes, and especially the one that we talk about us starting dating, I I was thinking, it's really special that we have this recorded and some people journal and this is kind of like our audio journal yeah, like a little fun little audio journal yeah much more free-flowing yeah um, yeah it, it's been a trip to listen to you <clears throat> yeah um, it was hard to get all the clips in we wanted so many more but this is I also wanted it to be that if someone is new to listening to the podcast that yeah. they can kind of have a like crash course in what we like to talk about what we like to do <laughs> yeah so if you want to, if anyone listening wants to send this to someone, and um, it's a good podcast to start with, I would say it's a great podcast to start with. It's like it's a little bit long, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit long, but so worth it. Yeah, ups and downs, laughs, crying, frustration, learning, all, fights, learning, all yeah, of it. Yeah, it's all, all in it. there. It's a it's kind of an all encompassing <clears throat> episode. So yeah, enjoy our one hundredth episode. Our one hundredth episode. High five. So, way back in the day. (laughs) Um, So, Corey and I started dating in April of 2007. Whoa. Let's travel back in time. (laughs) Whoa. Hey, dude. Is that what people said in 2007? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. We met probably we can get some we can get some fact checks in here, but May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I was born May twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. So our families were friends. From what I understand, your whole family came to visit me in the hospital when I was born. When I was about two, my parents moved to LA and then to San Diego. Um, and our families kind of grew apart because yours were in Northern California and mine was in Southern California. Mm-hmm. But around the time that I was in high school freshman in high school i was coming to visit you guys freshman in college no in high school oh oh that's right hello hello (laughs) i'm not quite awake i need this matcha drink your drink drink more of your matcha Yeah. yeah i remember coming to visit and that's when we really grew our friendship and you were dating someone at the time yep. and i was dating someone at the time mm-hmm. but over the three or four years of high school um our friendship kind of grew totally. stronger. Yeah. 
fast forward until when I was a senior in high school, still dating someone. Uh, you were still dating someone. Mm-hmm. And then I started to kind of realize, all right, I get more excited when Corey calls me than when my boyfriend at the time calls me I feel like something's off (laughs) yeah well then I then I was then I wasn't with anyone and then there was a magical time (laughs) when we both were single and it was when the Kinsey Affair was playing their very first show my dad and er my sister and I all came up to see your show and we were hanging out the whole day Mm. and um, I have a very vivid memory you like in a playful way like put your arm over my shoulder and we were walking and I remember my heart just like dropped to the floor and I'm surprised my legs were able to step one in front of the other Um, pretty smooth like that pretty smooth and then we're at your show and you guys are playing it's awesome it's wonderful and you say like i want to like dedicate this next song to alex and again heart drops legs buckle (laughs) dead and then i ruined it and then he goes and erica and And richard from coming all the way up from san diego thanks guys and then oh shucks bummer dude um and then after the show you we were like watching the next band and there was another moment where you kind of put your arm around me and Um, <laughs> and then... Then you put the moves on me. Then I put the moves on you. <laughs> um, you put the moves on me. I was like, oh my gosh, she's yeah. so young. She's five years younger. And then I was still in high school and living in San Diego at the time. So I left and I maybe call it young, naive, 17-year-old Alex or maybe call it I knew that this was something bigger than, like, there was a gut intuition, I'm not sure, but leaving you, it was like, oh, I can't freaking wait to see him again, Mm -hmm. and this is amazing, and I know that this isn't the end. Totally. I don't know if if you felt that way or what your thoughts were about. No, I was very excited. Yeah. I liked you a lot. You were also really young. You were, you (laughs) you did say that to me. really young. That first night. Five years younger. You're like, you're so young. Yeah. I mean, that first weekend that we, like, kissed or decided that we were going to do something. Like some, each other. Like each other. We admitted to each other, whatever. The other reason why I was there was to meet with Lori Burney, the director of the dance program right. at uh, Modesto Junior so College. So this wasn't, like, a premeditated thing. You were actually wanting to go to school. Yeah, so Lori, I so. had made the decision to – I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school, um, and your mom suggested – hey, come live with me in Modesto because there's a great dance program here. And I dabbled in dance in high school and I had no other direction. So I said, sure, why not? (laughs) So I moved up there and this is where the the story gets interesting and why we have such a unique relationship and storyline is because you and your brother were living with your mom at the time mm. when I moved in. Right. So... But we moved out very quickly that I got our own spot. Well, here we are dating for two months. Sure. Long distance. hmm And then, bam! Yeah. We're living together. Living together. But we were, but we weren't. We were under the same roof. Yeah. But I had my own room. Sure. And... It wasn't like our house together. It was very. very well, I was rent- My name was on the on the lease, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, we moved out of that house very shortly thereafter. I think we got a spot with Casey. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we went from zero to a hundred right away. Yeah, it felt didn't I never I never thought anything of it. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, I was just like, oh, Corey and Alex, you know, okay. just kind of a thing. Yeah, I lived in Modesto for three years. Mm-hmm. So and, for undergrad, you wanted to, to take off. And you were pretty serious with the band and yeah. didn't want to leave that. And I knew that and respected that. And you also knew and respected that I wanted to continue my education. Yeah, we never were going to get in each other's way. So. Um, but like doing long distance was never even like a question. It was just like, yeah, we can make it work. And people were telling, I remember people telling me like, it's never going to work, dude. Mm. It's not gonna work. I was like, ah, yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's gonna work. <laughs> I very much encouraged you leaving because you were so young, <laughs> and I was like, I kind of feel like she needs to do her own thing. Like, I don't want to hold you back. I never felt held back. From I know you. you didn't, but like, I felt like it was important for you to go do your own thing without me, just yeah. because you were younger and. You know, I wanted to support that. Also, I was doing music, mm-hmm. but none of that would have happened if I didn't like if we didn't trust each other like implicitly. Mm-hmm. And I've always, you know, there's always been a, a huge amount of trust. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, our relationship started with a friendship, yeah, and it also totally. started long distance. Like there was trust built in from the very, very beginning. Yeah, because we started our relationship long distance, and totally. I knew I was never, I never questioned. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So then I was at San Jose State, living in San Jose, where we were still living apart. And uh, throughout my college career, people had said, you should go to New York. You'd do great there. And I had always, my immediate thought after was, no. And then it just became a like, well, what if I don't go? Like, this is something that I just need to try. And I brought it up to you one day. I said, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? You weren't super sold on the idea. Totally. And I thought about it more and was like, well, I don't like this long distance thing, but... And I said to you, I'm going whether you're coming or not. And if we, if you don't, like, that's fine. We'll still keep doing long distance. My original, my original standpoint on moving to New York was like, absolutely not. Cause I didn't have a great experience, but, yeah. um, I, I mean, I didn't Did it scare not. you when I said I'm going? Yeah, whether... for sure. No, for sure. Cause I was like, at the time I was doing music and, uh, mm-hmm. in a band that was wonderful and talented, but wasn't commercially making it successful so I was like trying to figure out like how do I pivot and you know I don't want to not be where you are because we had done long distance for so long so we decided that we were going to do this and you were coming along for the ride you moved into San Jose and that was ended our three-year long distance Mm. and I think another thing that is specific to us and why we waited 10 years to get married um when I feel like we weren't getting a lot of pressure, but we were getting pressure from some people or maybe not even pressure, just questioning like, well, why aren't you guys I married? I definitely got like people being like, when are you going to make an honest woman out of her, huh? You know, like that whole, but I think that like, that's with like people that are our parents' age. We're kind of like, well, yeah. what, what's, you know, because seven years wasn't long enough, 10 years isn't long enough. Like, yeah. you know, pull the trigger, man. Yeah. But it's like, dude, okay. It was never, oh, I'm ready now. We've been ready. We've been, we knew that we were going to be together forever when I said I love you in August. Totally. So it was never about we weren't committed to each other or we weren't, we weren't not ready for it or we were ready for it. It just was, we need to live our own lives. Sure. And I know you're committed and I don't need you to say I do to tell me that you're committed. Right. So why, why do this now? Why don't we just wait? until yeah 
I don't know, our 10 year anniversary. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it on the beach on yeah. our 10 year anniversary. And that was perfect. And it was it was exactly what it needed to be for, yeah. for, for you and I. And it was great. I couldn't ask for anything differently. So that's our that's why we waited 10 years to get married. That's our story. And we're sticking to it. <laughs> Wouldn't ask for anything different. Who could ask for anything more? I could not. I couldn't either. I love you, babe. I love you too. It's totally possible. We People ran do it all the time. into some crazy ass circumstance, which yeah. we're, we'll so explain. we. So okay, so but we had had you had had two appointments made with a broker. Like, let's just see what they can do. Yeah. And so we moved here with our friend Matt. The three of us were on the hunt for the apartment, and the I remember we arrived like late on Wednesday, and then Thursday morning we wake up and we're about to meet our first broker, this wonderful, beautiful human being named Alham. And she was showing us around and we went to see, we don't even, I don't think we even saw one apartment. We were getting out of the cab and you had like whispered to me like, I think I'm going to like call it off with that other broker. And I was like, yeah, she's great. (laughs) And so we had told her like, we were going to meet with other people, but you are our girl. Like, let's do this. Help us out. Let's make it, let's make it work. And gosh, did she help us out. My gosh. So... We looked all over. We walked around. Sweetheart trudged around in the rain, showing us all these apartments. We went in a gigantic circle oh, we saw all every, over we Manhattan. We saw so many apartments. From We started in the Lower East Side, yeah. worked our way all the way up, and went all the way across in again. Harlem, <laughs> all the way back down. Yeah. We saw, I, I wish I remembered how many. Over 10. Over 10. Over 10. Oh, yeah, easy, easy yeah. over 10. We and saw so many was... shoe... Bo- that was such a rude awakening. We saw so many shoebox of apartments that Nikki and Matt were planning on sharing a room together, but they needed two different beds. And it was like, no, this physically, you cannot put two twin-size beds in here. So yeah. how the heck are we supposed to make this happen? So Alham showed us so many apartments over the course of two days. So early morning, second day. It's our fourth day here. Mm-hmm. Talk about what happened and trying to get. So okay. we had to leave the house that we were in. Talk so, about hitting up Jack. So we were we were packing, and I'm like looking at packing. Like we had two days for it. Was repacking, re zipping our bags. We were zipping our so bags. It was me, you, and Matt <laughs> yeah. reorganizing our bags and trying to get it and out of the house. I'm, and we're like, where the fuck are we going to go? As you guys are doing that, I'm looking on Airbnb trying to find something like very cheap and affordable. And I see this little apartment. I messaged her, hey, we're looking to like book your room tonight. And she replies back, yeah, I usually leave and go to my parents' house while I rent out my space. She books out the entire apartment. Yeah, but I can't do that. But you're more than welcome to stay on my couch. And so I'm like getting kind of confused. And I was like, why don't you just, just call me and we'll work it out. And I type out my number and then I press send. And I see that the message says, call me, blocked. Yeah. They had blocked out my number. So then I say, okay. I typed out each individual letter. Eight. Or each individual five, number. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> but spelling. Yeah, spelling it. And I think you tried still, it like four or five blocked. different ways. I, and then email. <laughs> I tried so many freaking things. I don't know how. She somehow called my mom because I think that was my... Hey, mom. Hey, Nora. My, hi, Nora. Um, it was my emergency contact. So my mom calls me and she at the time had a landline. Oh, and God. so she had two phones to her ears and was like here talk to Jacqueline and like put the put the phones together and I was like wait mom what so then finally we got a hold of Jacqueline and she explained the situation it was so sweet it was just like come come and I was like okay but we have there's three of us and we each have like huge suitcases we just moved here and she said I live in a shoebox this will not happen well okay so so, so going back a little bit so the morning of you 
that whole thing happened and we were like, okay, cool. We have a place to stay yeah. tonight. What uh, are we going to do with our yeah, bags? So what are we going to do with our bags? We're morning, morning of, we come to, a, we're going to come see a couple of apartments in, mm-hmm. in Bushwick, which we, which we did. Um, and Alham meets us at this coffee shop and we have our bags and we're like, yeah, we're like, we don't mm-hmm. know what we're going to do with mm-hmm. our bags. We oh. didn't have our bags at the time. We just were. Oh, we had left them at the house. Yeah, we had left them at the house and he said, just hold them, but we'll, I'll put she them said. in the living room. She no, said. no, no, no. The guy who we were renting the space Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, they, you just have to be out. Just let me know when you're going to right. do with your bags. Yeah. Yes, and then she, long story short, she was like, I think Let you me could, make a call. Yeah, let me make a phone call. And then what'd she say? She said, let me make a call. And she called her husband. And they were living at the time in the basement of a building. So it was also very small. And they had just moved there. And I think her brother was staying with her as in well. In Astoria. Mm-hmm, in Astoria. And she said that her husband said it was okay that we could keep our bags in her apartment. Insane. Someone that we knew for... Less than 24 hours. Yeah. Amazing human being. So we were like, let's do this. We rushed back to the Park Slope apartment. And if you're unfamiliar with the um, geography of Brooklyn, look it up because it's pretty amazing. So we went over to Park Slope, picked up our bags, got in a cab, and went over to Astoria to drop off our bags at Alhams. And then then we got on public transit. And then we went all the way up. No. We looked at a couple more apartments. We found the one that we wanted. And mind you, this is a Friday. And so we, like, this is, let's do this right we, now. We didn't just look at a couple. It was oh, we, still yeah, we raining. Looked we looked at a shitload of yeah. apartments. But we found the one we wanted, which worked out beautifully and perfect. But it was a Friday, and it was after five. And so also, we, word to the wise for anyone that's thinking about moving to New York, which this podcast should be, like, a really, like, it should be a, a piece of advice. Any Anytime you put an application in for housing on a Friday, do not expect anything oh. until fucking noon on Monday morning. And God forbid, it's... The Monday a, was a holiday, which it's happened a holiday. to us. <laughs> which happened to us. So we so didn't we, get the application in by Friday. Or we did, but it was late and it was like, who cares? We still have to wait. And then that Monday was a holiday. Before we got approved, something else happened that something I want to mention. Another angel was another sent angel, down. Yeah, another angel happened. So you, you the, first, you. the first day after we were looking at all these apartments, we were soaking wet, and Alex had previously mentioned that she found uh, this woman, Jacqueline, up in the Heights. So after we're done looking at apartments in Brooklyn and all over Manhattan, we make the hike up to Jacqueline. We somehow get her number, and she's like, I'm at this tequila bar. Yeah, it was like a cantina. Cantina. She's like, come, like, just come meet me. And so it's me, Alex, and Matt, Matthew, and we show up, and we must have been look looking a little worse Haggard. for the wear. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we tired, had like a backpack, like we're yeah. all we just put the application in on the apartment. Yeah, yeah. We're like, got all the paperwork in on time. Emotional so, Yeah, and we, I think we must have just slumped down. And she goes. I'm getting all of you tequila shots. Like, what do you guys want? Yeah. It was just like, what do you, you want? Let me just buy she you guys was, a drink. She just greeted us literally with open eyes. Literally. Arms. The biggest hug and just like, oh my gosh, sit down. You must be so tired. Let's yeah. get you a drink. Yeah. Do you need food? So fucking sweet. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Jacqueline. Yeah. Third we know angel. How much we yeah, love you. yeah. She knows how much we love her. Um, so we sit there and we proceed to have multiple tequila drinks with her. <laughs> Go back to her place. She yeah. sets up. So beds sweet. and everything yeah. she's like i'm so sorry that i'm here normally i leave I get, yeah, and we're keep, like just so happy to be so happy to be there <laughs> no and uh 
over the next over the course of that weekend. I feel like we. How long were we there? We were there we seven were, days. Yeah, we were, we were there, there for seven days before we got approved. Yeah, and she took us. No, to boot she camp. took us to New York New boot camp. camp. <laughs> Isn't it really amazing? And I'm gonna bring this up real quick to have that we live in a day and age that we literally are in each other's space legally and we can be friends oh. walk down the street and like Not i have ha- separate bathrooms we do have those but no i know what you, you know what i'm saying what what do you mean not no. even not not uh colored mm, you mean color bathroom yeah is that what you're talking about no well yeah back in the day yeah. i mean like we don't really none of us really appreciate what we really have because yeah. the reality is people died never experiencing this yeah never experienced because you guys are such amazing souls i would feel like i lost out if i didn't meet you guys you know uh, what I'm saying? we feel the same oh way but God. i feel yeah. but the, the thing is like in a, a further day i would have never had the opportunity to come and sit in our house sit or, in your yeah, house and weird. learn each other with an yeah. open mind like you actually care about me not beyond my race. Do you right, know what I'm saying? Totally. It's not even a question to you about my race. Yeah. But back in the day, the race was such a huge thing. Yeah. Like, they're in my house. Like, I think they're nice, but like, if someone how sees big them of, in the house. How big, I mean, I, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. How big, how big is race in your life? Like, with everything that's going on and the current 45, uh, you know, wh- how <laughs> big is race? I mean, because I know you joke about it a lot, which I think is hilarious. One of the reasons, like, how big is that in your everyday journey as an racism artist racism or race just rate i mean you can expound on both i mean i think um we're I very think, open with each other about no, of course yeah, so. i think um i think there's definitely a consciousness of race mm-hmm. i think it's a less less direct if that makes sense to you yeah. like when i'm walking down the street i'm like like i'm a black guy walking down the street i yeah. don't care i think you are aware when you walk into a more prompt predominantly black neighborhood or more predominantly spanish or more predominantly um jewish or you are aware of it you don't necessarily feel any different you know um but i definitely think it's there just like racism i think we progress so far just speaking of it right now like we're we i mean there's so much more open mind and we also live in one of the most liberal states right i know like i mean coming home on on the on the j train there's a lot of times i've been on the train at one o'clock in the morning and be like i am literally the only white person on this train right but i mean but you're probably also the only non-crackhead as well no (laughs) you're also the only sober person on the right (laughs) if you are sober but you might be you know yeah you never know sober off of you know yeah no no but i mean like yeah i mean i'm just curious like how much that plays into your everyday you know Uh, you know honestly i don't i don't think we were just talking about this not too long ago actually about um the n-word um being used and me and lexi were talking about and she goes if i ever and she's um she's of the white world <laughs> of the white paper on the um construction paper <laughs> spectrum um, on the construction paper spectrum she's the uh, on the paper. construction paper spectrum she's the white paper um, <laughs> she's the part in the very front as they put the white paper in the front <laughs> they're like all the colors can be in the back we'll put the white in the front the ones you want to use first no i'm um, just joking yeah. um she was saying how it bothered her so much and i said you know what's really funny is being african or being guyanese but being you know yeah um um perceived as just black because i think anything other than they don't, people don't really care about the, where you really are from they're like yeah. oh you're black okay you're black you know i'm guyanese you're black yeah. <laughs> right and the idea is like um 
I was telling her, like, to me, if someone wants to use the N-word to me, a non a non-minority, you know what I'm saying? Um, I wouldn't be offended. I mean, I would be offended. I'd be like, that's crazy. But it doesn't have the same power that it had back in the day. Back in the day, it had a power of reminding you that you were less than. Yeah. A reminder that, listen, you don't belong here. Right. But now, if someone was to call me the N-word, I'm thinking, I have a great credit score. <laughs> I make great money. I'm doing what I love. I'm drinking in the same bar you're drinking at. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I can afford anything you can afford, um, unless we're hanging out with Oprah. But I'm saying like, <laughs> but you know, but you know what I'm saying like, but you know, do you get know what I'm saying like, or Bill Gates no, or something? Dude, like, and that's yeah. like, but I mean, I, so it doesn't have the power. Yeah, I agree with Lexi. It really, really bothers me. Yeah, it bothers her to pieces because it makes, for me, it makes me feel like we're back in that time, or it makes it it makes me feel like we're bringing power to that word again which i don't like right but there's also the school of thought of the more we use it the more we normalize it the more we desensitize it right but you for know me it's just like let's you know the same reason why we, i mean fag is kind of a coming back again but right. it's the same but there's, reason why but, but we, faggot, don't say fag. faggot is not a word that uh, that i'll use in, in no like, i don't think that, yeah. i think it's no, a very good like word when we were younger saying like oh that's gay oh yeah, yeah. You, know? you know what's... and i just i just think it's a it's a not a, i don't know what word what how to describe it but okay, it's well, just not a friendly word that i like we'll have another speak. discussion about this but i'm going to i'm going to branch off be, and and bring that back because my we had a huge huge discussion at my family vacation with my dad his husband how crazy is this that's crazy and his husband's wife um his my dad's sister my sister my sister's two friends who are white and me we had a discussion about the n-word and they want to know why they were not allowed to use the word we're not allowed to use the word, but yet I can use the word toward mm-hmm. my other other black friends. Right. And my dad was so bothered that his husband, who's white, was unable to use the word. Now, my, mind you, my dad grew up in a whole different time. Yeah. He doesn't think the word is good at all. Like, he was... The reason the subject came up was because I was playing a song for him by an artist, a friend artist of mine, and he used the word as a form of endearment, of course, as black people do. Um, and my dad was like, that just bothers me. That just bothers me. Like, oh, the wait. artist was white? No, the artist was black. Oh, okay. Using the N-word. Using the N-word. Got word. it. Yeah. And I was like, listen to the song. My friend did the song. It's so dope. Listen to it. And it was very old school, really vibe. He did the, um, he did the, um, Charles Gambino song, um, Stay um, Woke. Stay uh, Woke. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Yes. So he did okay. that song and it's amazing. Amazing. I have to show it to you. It's really amazing. But. Red Band? Is that the name of the song? Red Bone. Red, Red Bone. Bone. Red Bone. So Sorry. he. We get in this big tangent argument. We're all drinking, but we're it's it's a legit argument. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to him. Now this is just my perspective, and I would love to hear your perspective on it. But um, my perspective was: listen, you, despite where you are, like you know, um, white Americans are younger generation. I can't blame them for, you know, they're not the same racist as their great-grandparents are. Or, or you know parents. Or, or, or yeah. Exactly. Or, or yeah. that have enslaved slaves or whatever. Right. So, but you have to also understand you have um, you have been given a privilege, yeah. you know what I'm saying, totally. that you may not even acknowledge. 
but yeah. it's a privilege. Like you don't. The reason why when people um, always try to describe white people, or they're always like, "Oh, really, Jimmy?" Like they're they're very careless. <laughs> they're, right. not, they're carefree. They don't have any worries. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You're you're homeless. Like they can't believe the idea because their reality has never been. Yeah. Their, their struggle has never been struggle. Like, yeah. right. when they want a job, they want a job. And they're like, oh, if I'm qualified, I'm, I can get the job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. A black person has to literally think ahead of time. Like, a mother, when she has a child, has to think, what can I name my child where they might be perceived when they interview later on in life as a white person so they can get the interview? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. deeper, well, I've heard, deeper subjects. Yeah, yeah. I've, so, heard, I've heard, like, people expound on, like, it wasn't enough for Obama to go to... <clears throat> Harvard. No, he had to be the editor of the newspaper or like the editor of the Harvard Law Review. Like there were so many more things that he had to do Jump over. to be accepted. Of course, whereas like someone that looked like me and came from my background wouldn't have to do exactly. Yeah. So like the um, it's the idea of starting on on the zero you exactly. know, yard line and, and they'd be like, hey, are your parents still married? Cool, advance <coughs> ten yards. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you grow up? in the same house did you live in the same house until you were 18 cool advanced 10 yards and so like there's this whole thing of like this truly large amount of privilege that comes with it and, so. it, and it's yeah. fine i think it's i think it's it's not fine but <laughs> face that it's 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 reality right and i think and that's fine to acknowledge reality is reality but yeah. right. you also have to acknowledge that with that reality with that privilege also comes a negative thing that with it you know yeah, what I'm saying totally, of what also was with that so if you are cool with accepting your freedom a, a, a higher level of freedom than anyone experiences right then you also have to accept the fact that your ancestors had done some shitty shit in exactly. the past mm-hmm. and you might have to take a little responsibility for that right for, for the evolution of that right point blank yeah. So you're like, okay, well, I, I, I don't really get judged for anything, blah, 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 blah. Uh, if they're kind of mad at me, I get it. From my ancestors, you know? Sure. I told, and so my thing, my argument was this. Listen, you had the word for a long amount of time, and you used it as a derogatory yeah. thing. You used it against these people, us, you know what I'm saying? Right. So us, we took the word back. You're more than welcome to use the word, but now you have to be willing to fight if you want to use the word you know or saying? or like face what happens no that's what i'm saying yeah you, you have to be you have to use the word and know if there's going to be a fight coming before yeah. if a black person didn't fight a white person for using the n-word you know what i'm saying yeah because you would be you would be jailed or killed or yeah. hung. you know what i'm saying you could fight someone because you were offended by what they called you now you can be so the reality is like people took this back and they're like we're going to use this word but we're going to use it as a form of endearment blah, blah blah you can never tell someone how some my dad's like it should just be eradicated you're right. If we were in a perfect situation, a word would be eradicated. We right. could eradicate the N-word and it never and existed. And that's why I don't like it being used because I do think that it should be erased. Of course. And I think that the more we use it, the more it reminds people of when it was a negative derogatory term. And this is what my argument was. My argument was this. In the perfect world, yes. It would be amazing if we said once freedom happened on a certain scale sure, right sure that word's no longer used yeah erased from everyone's mind mm-hmm. men in black <laughs> fun. but the yeah. reality is we don't have control over the evolution totally. of things or how things evolve yeah. and if things have to evolve <coughs> 
first being because I mean, who's ever experienced something such as a word having so much power over right, someone, right. and then you just like it needs to be gone? No, that's yeah. not. That's that's literally the mindset of a very small mind. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Sure, sure, it should sure. be gone. Yeah, you're right. It should be gone. Yeah. But the reality is, it's not going to be gone. What's going to happen to it? It's going to evolve. How it evolves. So how did it evolve? It evolved as a form taken back by black people and then used as a form of endearment you don't know where it's going to be you don't know yeah. and then it's now now it's okay to be listened to in songs blah, blah blah but we don't know where it's going to be in 20 years yeah or 50 years yeah but you also have to know it wasn't that long ago that 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 word was used no, right it, really it wasn't really that long ago yeah you know what i'm saying we're talking about the 50s right we're talking about the 60s yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. We're not that far off. Yeah, no. you know what I'm saying. So the reality is, be patient. I feel like similarly to the dance world, a lot of people assume that you know more. I guess more in the ballet world than the when, than other dance scenes. But like, we don't eat. We like starve ourselves. We sit on the couch and drink water, <laughs> like, <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah, no, models do eat, especially fitness models. You know? Yeah. Like, I am, I would say, okay, so here here might be a, a misconception. So um, people often think that fitness models have it all together in terms of, like, their food habits and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I feel like fitness models, more than anybody, are prone to eating disorders. Really? And I'm not talking about, like, anorexia, obviously. Yeah. Um, maybe not even bulimia, but binge eating. Mm. Like, binging habits is very frequent with with people that I know. And I haven't really, like, gotten too deep with, like, my colleagues about this, you know, whether or not they have, like, episodes of bulimia, like, binging and purging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am... Like, I have a phobia of vomiting, so I only, like, <laughs> threw up, like, three times in my life. And, uh, but I do binge eat. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be, like, very strict with what I'm eating. Like, my diet's, like, super clean, and I'm, like, you know, yeah. low in carbohydrates and, like, high on healthy fats and blah, blah, And I can go like that until, like, Friday or Saturday, and then I'm, like, you know, I had a couple of glasses of wine, and then I'm yeah. just, like, <laughs> like, eating everything yeah. I see. yeah. But then I think that's kind of human nature yeah, as well. Also, like, yeah. true, true. But you do feel like that guilt, and you do feel um, like sometimes it really goes overboard. Yeah. Like this yeah. one time, I ate a whole mud cake on my own. Mm. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. But I, you know, you learn how to cope with these things. Like yeah. you have a coping mechanism after you have done something that you feel was like harmful for yeah. your look or. And your do shape. you when you eat a whole mud cake? Yeah. <laughs> when you have, yeah. when you did. Um, what are some of, like, do you just mentally just kind of beat yourself up? Do you feel like you have a negative mentality? Or are you just like, well, did that. Now I got to just it's you keep know, going and not do that every night. It goes it goes um, different ways depending, I think, on my overall mood maybe. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I still look at myself in the mirror and I hate myself and I beat myself up. Like, mentally just, you know, Again, I talk think, down to me like everybody does, yeah. you know. Um, but I think I can get like a little obsessive about it. So I'm like, Mm. okay, like I'm just going to like drop everything now. You know, I'm not going to have like this negative self thinking, but I go and I like totally overwork myself at the gym. Like I'll go and like do three workouts in a day if I have a day off, you know, like I can get 
a little obsessive with that. Yeah. So, and I, I know that a lot of fitness models do. Like, yeah. Unless that, you know, many of them are personal trainers, obviously, so they spend their days at the gym. Mm. But yeah, if you're, you know, just a regular person who is not a personal trainer, yeah. like for me, three workouts in a day is like, oh girl, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah but, I mean... but sometimes as a trainer, sometimes it's harder to work out when you're training so much because you're always there. You're exerting a bunch of energy teaching people, at least for me, some, and I, I know that I'm not alone in this feeling with trainers. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I just got to get out of this fucking gym. Like I want to work out, but I can't be here. I'm fucking tired. Mm. And obviously everyone's tired from every, too. but yeah, like I, I mean, just I ex- the same thing. exerting so much energy teaching. I'm just, but then again, that's hard. maybe a good thing for you yeah. in that yeah. sense that you don't obsess over yourself because yeah. you are taking care of other people. Yeah. I think it can, yeah, some, it's, Both it's ways. kind of like a constant battle is like, yeah. I'm not taking care of myself. I need to take care of myself before I take care of others. True. That kind of, um, like I just have to find that balance. Um, and that's something that I'm also working with mentally for myself is if I have like a purging session or if I, and sometimes not purging, you don't No, Sometimes don't, I think about it and I'm like, okay, it really wasn't that bad. Like on the scheme of things that I ate last night, like it really wasn't that bad, <sighs> Yeah, but it you're can so be hard on yourself. I'm like, very dude, hard on myself. Like, she eats so fucking healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I know it's yeah. <laughs> yeah it's cra- it's she cra- cra- cooks really healthy yeah, as well. It's, crazy <laughs> it's delicious. So like, like you know, I'll come home with like a bag of Doritos and some Oreos and <laughs> like not feel guilty at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. It's that's it's just crazy to me that you think you eat poorly or like yeah. Because what I I don't see, like, I don't think I eat poorly, but yeah. there are times where if like we go out to a restaurant and I, you know, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, or if we're out of town like that's typically when it happens when we're out of town and like consistently eating out and out and out but it's hard to make healthy choices and when it just if when I feel like it piles up then I start to kind of feel bad um Um, you know I think like all women generally obsess a a lot more about their bodies than men do yeah um but some women are just really good at hiding that yeah yeah and the thing is like that sort of hiding that truth doesn't always sit well with the women in their community in a way. Like I, I know people that eat very little to an extent where I'm like, you're maybe actually malnutritioned, but yeah. they, you know, they pretend like everything's fine. Everything's perfect. They can eat whatever they want. Yeah. And like, you know, I think as women, it's because we have been in that situation of like scrutiny, mm-hmm. right. you know, um, we would do, a lot of justice for each other if we open up about the way we eat as a mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That would definitely, you know, help. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really, co- I mean, I, my thesis piece for my master's was all about how dancers aren't treated as, treated as athletes and also they don't treat themselves as athletes. Like dancers don't, a lot of dancers, I should say not everyone, but a lot of dancers don't see themselves as athletes and they don't know how to fuel themselves. And I think that's a big problem in the dance world is, they don't eat enough. Yeah. They, they're they not supporting their bodies with the exertion that they're putting out. And I'm sure it's similar in the fitness modeling industry yeah. because you have to be exercising to have your body in a certain way and look a certain way. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I don't do, you know, ballet or contemporary, but I've been doing street styles for like yeah. a, over a decade. And even that, you know, without all the tricks is is it's hard. Yeah, it's cardio, so hard. you know, you're with burning strength a lot. and yeah. you're burning a lot of energy and your muscles get weird strains, like all weird <laughs> sides of your body. Yeah. Like you did that one move and you're like, oh, my butt cheek. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, dancers really need yeah. to eat. Mm-hmm. Walk me through like what the creative process looks like. I think it depends on what it is. Like for example, if we're creating material for class, we first are just like gonna explore music that we like. I'm always looking for music, um, so I usually I feel like I usually find the songs. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Would yeah, you say usually. for the most part? Sometimes most part. Chris will have some stuff, but I usually find a song that I'm like, ooh, this inspires me or it makes me want to move, and then we run studio space. And we just sort of play. And then we think, sometimes we're like, ooh, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. And we try to really stick to like what the principles we teach are in class and how mm-hmm. do we apply that into a phrase mm-hmm. rather than just making up a phrase that we're like, ooh, this looks really cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, we really want to teach like principles and technique oh, because people are paying right. us to teach them partnering. So I want to really teach like yeah. the principles, mm-hmm. which then people can go and make their own stuff. Like we're really... Um, wanting people to like bloom on their own. And uh, so we try to, you know, create our phrases to serve that. Um, Then if it's a piece that we're making or like if we're making something for a show, that's kind of a different process. Um, Yeah, I mean, I kind of think, again, it starts with, I don't know, it's like, it's it's so random. It's like sometimes the song, sometimes it's like, an image. An image. Sometimes it's an old film. We really like it's old like a, films and old music. Yeah. And oh, like, wow. Because we come, we come from like a place of, because we worked with Palabalist Dance Theater for ye, eight years, and they, they they come from like a physical theater place. Mm-hmm. and Which we love. We right. enjoy like physical theater and telling story through movement. And sometimes we try to create atmosphere or like a a feeling versus like, oh, these are cool dance moves. Like five, six, seven, eight. That's not usually yeah. our right. So we're way. trying to think. We're trying to think of ways to kind of tell a, to tell a story, and then to also have like magic moments in there, which I think incorporates a lot of this uh, the partnering stuff that we do. Um, so like that inspiration, it can come from I don't know anywhere. And it's like moment. I think we try to create from a place of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and like exploration, which is sometimes hard, especially because we're often creating for the two right. of us. Mm-hmm. There, we don't have an outside eye. Like I find when we have people that we're oh. choreographing on or like mm-hmm. if we're doing a show and, and like it's oftentimes like a director will be like, can you help us with this? Or like, what do you think about this? And we can assert ourselves into an already mm-hmm. existing thing. It's easier, but when it's, it's just hard being the players and the... Yeah. Too close to it, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we can't see. So like even creating a phrase for class, it takes a while because we're like doing it, but then we got to like watch the video and then I'm like, oh, that's not working. This is not working. This isn't how we thought it looked. Mm-hmm. So it, it can take a lot more time. Right. And it can be kind of frustrating because, um, yeah, we're just doing it and also then trying to be the eye on the outside. It's just a lot of back and forth sometimes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then sometimes it goes really smoothly and easily. Like, I think yeah. we have a lot of different um, 
experiences. And I think Chris is really good about motivating us in the studio. I can sometimes be like, oh, this sucks. I'm terrible. Everything is the worst. I should just stop doing what I'm doing and like jump out the window. Yeah. And Chris like, he's like, whoa, girl, come on back, come on back. Come on back, come on. You lay there. Like, sometimes I, I legit will just do like a lay flat. Like, just like, lay there, I can't and I'll do be this. like, okay, you lay there and I'm going to use that you laying on your back. And, and then I'm we turn, turn it into, into something. something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Chris is good at like keeping the ball rolling or like getting us started and then once I'm in a good headspace I'm like really I'm really good and I can be really quick and I'm really good at like editing or being like ah this isn't quite working I think you're very clear on what it is that that you want and what like her vision of 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 what's interesting is I think it's is great and you you're very decisive when it comes to those places. For me, I'm like, oh, let's try it. And I'll do it a thousand times. And like maybe after I watch it a thousand times, I'll go like, oh, I actually don't like that. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of indecisive in that kind of way. But Which works for finding the play and like discovering yeah. new things. Because yeah. sometimes but. maybe it's not like he's not doing what you want it to be but like you know what it you don't want it to be yeah kind exactly of a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes yep. sense yeah. yeah that's really cool yeah that's so, awesome yeah, yeah so, so it's it's hard <laughs> and also great and like sometimes we butt heads but i think oh, for sure we're yeah. always like the goal is to always like yeah. listen and get to the the mm -hmm. bottom of what bottom of what both of us are looking mm -hmm. for and then we're always like oh that was great yeah. same yeah. team like Yep. Yeah, in a nutshell, I think we have a vision of like where we want to go and like the type of work that we want to create. And that's always a sort of like motivating factor. Like regardless of what happens in the studio, whether we like get some good stuff or we completely like waste two hours, we know at the end, as long as we keep, you know, trucking and we have our saying yeah which is keep going it's our yeah. mantra that's it's our just, mantra just oh, like keep going keep yeah. moving forward right regardless of what happens that day that we're going to eventually get to that place so like as a creative that's all you need really you're just kind of yeah. like i know i'm going to make work and i know i'm going to make great work eventually today right. shit but maybe tomorrow will be a little bit better and then in the long run i'm going to learn all these things so yeah and i feel that's like why a lot of people that start out in the pursuit of art stop it's because yeah. like yeah they want to make this big, yeah, like masterpiece thing, um, and they don't understand that like there's levels to this shit. You yeah, know what I mean? and like, it can take a very yeah. long time. There's levels, and if man. you give up, then you're certainly never going to get there. And right? Oh my god, the, the amount of times that like other people would like people have told me like you should probably just like get a real job. Like, are you still dancing? Uh, are you doing that dancing still? Like, there's been many times where I'm like, should I just not do this? Am I supposed to just oh, get married yeah. and like have a baby and buy a house and like, oh, yeah. you know, get a mm -hmm. nine to five job? And it's it's hard mm -hmm. to stick to the path, but um, but he's, it's feel, well worth it. I was gonna say and, that. I mean, because I know a lot of people who, and I've had this conversation so many times because. I'm self-employed. I own my own company. I don't have a matching 401k. I yep. don't have like all these other things, but like I love what yeah. I do. I, I would like, never do anything. Else. I can't do anything yeah. else. I don't want to. It's yeah. so much more satisfying to like do your, your thing. Yes, there are drawbacks or mm -hmm. whatever, but like I love going to work. It's She has to like pull Bring me you back from home. work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love going like, into work every day. You've been there 10 hours. You think that's enough? <laughs> no, I want to stay. But I think that there's there's you know the the point at which people quit it's it's unfortunate because there's there's levels to creating art and everyone starts out like shit didn't martha graham say that it was like everyone who wants to make Probably. i don't know there's like some quote about like everyone that wants to make 
art they start out and it's 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 bad it's gonna be bad for like a while until you like figure it out and like go through the steps and like learn it Um, oh man i recently was putting i'm i put my thesis piece on youtube and i saw that there were some other or maybe i don't know i recently came across i think it was on your hard the external hard drive you gave me some old dancing videos uh uh-huh like one of the first one like one of the other first thing i ever created Oh, I wanted to barf. Oh, yeah. of course. Oh, that's I just wanted real. to barf. Yeah. <laughs> of course. That's and the process. It was, it, was yeah. nice. it was also like very serendipitous that I was found it as I was making my thesis yeah. piece. And, um, but yeah, mm, nope. <laughs> that was the universe being like, yeah, it's a journey. Yeah, like, like, it's I'm not going to be like... Yep. Yeah. Just a masterpiece every time. Yeah. And we grow and evolve. So like even stuff that we created like that we thought was really cool like seven years ago, we're like, mm, we've just like grown and evolved yeah. past that. So like... Yeah that might have served us and was like great work then it's yeah. not really what we care for now and you know yeah. so yeah. we're hopefully always growing and you know learning and switching it up totally yeah um another reason why our relationship is so strong is because we don't really have fights yeah. we have disagreements because totally. we're human and that's normal and you're annoying but yeah i am fucking annoying you're right <laughs> um we don't, we have conversations about it. Yeah, we don't yell. When we have disagreements, yeah. we bring it up and, you know, hey, this is bothering me. Let's talk, let's talk about this. But you, in the very beginning of our relationship, said, I don't yell. I don't do, like, drag out, knock, punch. What is that? What do you always say? Drag down, knock out fights. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't do that. And I'm not going to do that with you. Yeah. And I think that that was something that, again, built the foundation of our strong relationship was to not have those yelling arguments. So when we have disagreements, we both know, okay, we're just going to talk about this respectfully. Right. We're going to compromise. We're going to let go of not being right all the time and just being honest and open. And yeah. I can't, I can think, I can think <clears throat> of maybe like two or three situations where we are passionate and our voice gets elevated, but we both have been able to say to each other, I feel like you're yelling at me, please do not yell at yeah. me. And the other person is like, I'm not yelling, I'm just getting, <laughs> you know, heated because there is a difference between yelling at someone and just having a loud voice. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do... I don't, like, without giving too much information away, like, you know, my family was loud. Yeah. um, So I think growing up, I was always at the, I was always at the, the edge of my rope with just the screaming and the yelling. So when we got together, I said, listen, like, I don't, I don't yell. I don't like to be yelled at. I don't want to have these, you know, crazy I don't want you to go crazy and be all, you know, yeah. yelly. Like, if that's... Basically, I think I was like, if that's the kind of person you are, like, I don't want to yeah. be... I was very upfront. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't yell. I don't... Because yeah. yelling doesn't accomplish anything. <clears throat> no. It's... You, your ideas are not going to be conveyed any better <clears throat> by screaming at somebody. I would say it would lessen your chance. Um, and I think this leads into learning your partner's love language and learning how they communicate. Because men and women communicate differently really yes that's so weird some women correct me if i'm wrong 
I may have done this in the past, but I don't think I do this anymore. They'll say things that will allude to something different or they'll say something or they'll want their partner to do something without saying it. Like, I want him to... Okay, good example. Um, Riley called me out on this and I got so frustrated because I don't do that. When I told you for Christmas, I don't want a gift. Oh, yeah. He was like, that means that you really do want a gift and you didn't say it. And I said, no, honestly, I do not want a gift because my love language is time. And I told you, I don't want a gift. I'd rather just save money and go somewhere with you. Yeah, fair enough. But sometimes girls will do that is they'll say like, I I don't don't want want a gift, but they want their partner to want to give them a gift. So they'll... It's kind of a game. It's a game. Like, stop fucking playing games. Just be upfront and honest and learn how your partner communicates. And as I mentioned, love languages, learning your partner's love language is really important because if your love language, one of your love language is physical touch, Mm -hmm. and that's probably my lowest one. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you want to give me physical touch and hug me and touch me and cuddle with me, and sometimes (laughs) I don't want you to touch me. (laughs) Because I'm just, I need to be in my own bubble for a, a minute. Yeah, totally. And when, once we figured that out, it was a game changer. Because one, I let you touch me more because I knew that was his love language. Mm-hmm. He's giving me love. I need to be mm-hmm. open and receive it. And then also you knew to not take it personally when you wanted to hold my hand or, you know, put your arm around me. And I was like, it's, uncom- it's, un- it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you, can, you can sniff my armpit in a day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I think, um, I mean, you're definitely a time and acts of service kind of a, kind of a gal. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of nice things for a lot of nice people. But yeah, I think it's It's a great book to read with your partner. Do we have, do you know the name of the book? Um, Love Languages. I'm pretty sure it's just called Do we know who wrote wrote it? I will look it up. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. Way to go, dude. Way to go, dude. Okay, was that fun? Was it a good idea? It was super fun. We rented an Airbnb and we did like a day boys event and a day girls event. Oh, cool. And then we came together for the evening and had like dinner together. And then we went separately to like one bar and then we met up at the end. Oh, fun. Yeah. Then the boys got really drunk and went to Taco Bell. Oh my God, I love Taco Bell. And it was so funny because... I don't even have to get... Oh my God, I love Taco Bell. Do you know... Do you know? First of all, I love Taco Bell. I, we should have Taco Bell cater. And you know what? Actually, <laughs> just in case if Taco Bell was listening, please, please bring back your volcano tacos. It's a, it's. What is the it's, volcano taco? It used to be this amazing taco. I love spicy food. Yeah. It used to be, and I'll, I'll also go through what I order now because I. I, I'm God. a huge Taco Bell fan. You're so on the rails. Uh, yeah, like, wait, wait, wait. Keep going. Wait, keep here's going. A, taco, the the uh, Volcano Taco used to be this, like... Oh, my God. My mouth is watering right now because I would totally eat this. I'm telling you. It's this taco that used to... Basically, it just was like this taco... Regular taco with spicy mayo on it. It's basically what it was. That's all it was. Wait, really? That's really all it was. That's really... That's really all it was. Like spicy sour cream or like it no, was, it was mayo? Like, no, it, I don't know. I mean, it, 
It was really, it's not like spicy mayo, but it was like really, really spicy mayo, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so, but it was so it's not good. It's spicy mayo, but it's like really, yeah. really, really spicy mayo. Also, you know, I hate it that. I assume it's sour cream. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe that's true, that's true. Maybe, maybe it was a, you should whatever. not put mayo Talk about bring it back. But what I usually get though is I get the, I get the I get a spicy beef quesarito. Okay. And then I get the shredded chicken burrito. Okay. And then I call it a day. Really? If I'm really, if I'm really feeling up for it, I'll get the I'll get the quesadilla. Dude, that's interesting. I'm Mexico, a two bean burrito, no onion. What? Two bean burrito, no onion. No onion. Um. Don't judge me. <laughs> Two um, Crunchwrap Supremes. Oh, fuck. No, yeah. that's fine. Sub, sub, sub uh, black beans. Add extra nacho cheese. A Doritos Loco Taco and two sides of wow, nacho cheese. Wow, I'm sorry. You the taco hashtag thirty-seven dollar no, order. No, no, I like the taco that. Bell people hate you though. They're like, but we don't substitute anything. You're like, please add more nacho cheese. Do, like, they like they oh my to. god, they got like, <laughs> they're on this guy again. Contra, I was gonna say, oh if you just gosh. got the bean burritos, I would have been, I would have been like, oh, what are you doing? No, Crunchwrap Supreme, Maximal. That's good. No, that's good. Beans really. Beans really screw with Wait, me, you guys so, you know, I can't really are from the... California, right? Are you yeah, living yeah. over? Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Eat I'm Del sorry. Taco? I just, I just... Del Taco? Alex no. fucks with Del Taco. Her dad fucks no. with Del Taco. Del Taco. No, so I grew good. up eating Taco Del... Bell. Oh, okay. Thank you. I grew up eating Del Taco. And some Taco Bell. You, yeah. Oh, and a chalupa. Oh, yeah. You gotta get the chalupa. And the, and the, and the, do you know where the... This is now the Taco Bell podcast <laughs> where we just talk about Taco Bell. The Blue Mountain Dew. What do we call that Mountain Dew? Bahamas! Bahamas. 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 There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Have you ever been to Taco Bell before? You gotta get the Baja Blast. Dude. But real quick, the main reason why I stopped you from the story is, did you know that in Palm Springs... Oh, yeah. There is a Taco Bell hotel. hotel. Yes. Thank you. I feel like that is where we had I our just, bachelorette I, party. I actually just found this out. Tell me that's where you're getting married. No, it is. I wish. It is. I just found this I out you yesterday. you need to have your bachelor bachelorette party there. I honestly think I might, I, you know. But yeah, my <laughs> I, like, my worst fear, though, I was thinking about this while before I was going to bed. My worst fear is going there and it being some, like, bullshit gourmet Taco Bell not I Taco Bell, but not Taco Bell. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would really hope that it's just Taco Bell. It's Taco so funny. Bell. When I talk to people from New York who are not from California, and they're like, they're like, you like Taco Bell? Like, I thought California had good Mexican food. I'm like, they're it's different. literally it's two different, different yeah. things. Yeah, no, 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 like, I don't go to Taco Bell being like, I'm craving Mexican food. I go to Taco yeah. Bell being like, I'm fucking craving Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> like, Taco Bell's not Mexican food. It's just Taco Bell. No, I want to spend, I want to spend... An hour on the toilet the next day. I don't know. I have to be like, what am I doing tomorrow? Dude, I heard. You got to block that day off. I can't quote the comedian that said this. I can't remember who said it. But someone was like, I go to Taco Bell once a year. 
to remind myself why I go to Taco Bell <laughs> <laughs> once a year. It's true. It's, so, it's really true. And, I, and since I've been in New York, I think I average like 1.5 times a year. Oh, ours is when we go to Jersey. We That's go to really Jersey. the only time we, just, we get it. Oh my yeah. God. They just redid this Taco Bell. Ooh, yeah, it's fancy. It's Taco Bell. Now they have yeah. breakfast. When I see the Taco Bell, I legit oh, have visceral reactions yeah. to the sound. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Or if someone says Taco Bell, and I'm like, fuck, now I gotta go really talk about that. Now, now we got, well, now okay. it's like, okay, now we have to talk, so, about, talk about for 20 minutes. Since because I have to tell you how much I love it. We used to ride our bikes down Flushing. Yeah, there's Taco Bell right so, over there. Right yeah. there yeah. Flushing. It's really not the best look when you go in there, only because there's just people lying on the ground. Um, it's the, not the cutest people, Taco Bell, yeah. that's for sure. It's a rough, it's a rough People one. are passed out. Someone's coked up in the corner. Like, but, I'm hungry. Yeah, but <laughs> you pull through it. You pull through it. And you, for that being burrito. Em and I, Em and I are, are like, we got to eat it here, regardless of what the fuck's going yeah. on around here. Yeah. Because 100%. by the time we get home, it's going to be cold. cold. The temple the temple of eating in the Taco Bell is a thing, and the temple of eating in your car is also Absolutely. a thing while you're driving. We did have an interesting news. What happened? Um, Something that I think a lot of couples can relate to. Um, About to get real. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're just going to kind of... Let's talk about it. Let's air it out. Yeah. What happened? Okay, so um, (laughs) I was very tired. I taught 15 classes in four days. And... I, obviously, we were going to be up late. I had some cooking. This was I, on New Year's Eve, yes. Mm-hmm, I had some cooking I had to get done. Which I didn't read the text message and I didn't know about, mm-hmm. which is important for the story. We were on a thread with my, the two other couples that were coming over, coming over, and we all were kind of delegating. Potlucking. Potlucking. So I knew I had some cooking that I knew would probably take. I knew that the mushroom loaf takes an hour, but it's also cooks for most of that time. Um, actually it cooks for an hour and it does take a long time to prep. So worth it. Um, so I knew I had about two hours of cooking. I was tired. I wanted to lay down and I said, you know, I, we were hanging out at um, Tony's house next door. I said, I think I'm going to go lay down and take a nap. So Corey, I fully support that. Go lay down, do what you need to do. He didn't say he was very tired. So didn't think he was going to take a nap. So I lay down and he comes over and he starts talking about the joke ideas he has for a sister's roast. Bad idea, folks. And I mean, no, I I was thinking in my head, like, oh, I just said I was going to go take a nap. <laughs> and then I come in like, hey, I got this yeah, idea. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> um, which I really enjoyed hearing. And yeah. I did enjoy that moment. And I could have said, can we please do this later? Yeah. I want to I wanna lay down. I could have said that. I chose to not. Um. And then um, I got kind of, I didn't feel tired. I laid down and you had an episode or you were listening to a podcast and you asked if you could put an episode of um, How I Met Your Mother on and I, I didn't think it would bother me. So I said yes. And then it did. Totally it bothered didn't, you. No, it didn't bother me. It just, I couldn't fall asleep because of the noise. Sure. Also maybe like the laughing and the talking kind of like re-energized me. Yeah. Um. Maybe that's my Wednesday wisdom. <laughs> Laugh if you need a nap. <laughs> um, yeah. 
so I just was like, fuck it, whatever. It's it's now an hour has passed. I ha- If I fall asleep now, I'll be way behind. I'll just get up. But in that time, I had fallen asleep on the couch. Actually, not. I, no, because I got up and he was like, what that, you said, what, that's it? I was going to lay down with you. And I was like, no, nah, I just, I couldn't fall asleep. Like, I'm awake now. Oh, it's yeah. whatever. And then I fell asleep. And then you fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Out, like a light. Out. <laughs> oops and i'm starting to get a little peeved (laughs) that i wanted to take a nap and i couldn't which i recognize that it's my fault i could have said please don't turn on the tv please leave me the fuck alone and you just like on the couch yeah it's not fair it's not fair and then i'm thinking okay well there's these things that i need to get done so i need to do them and shit i forgot that i needed to go to the grocery store to pick up the last few items i needed to go to the store and i contemplated waking you and asking you to go with me or making you go but i felt bad because you deserve you deserve a nap we all deserve naps (laughs) it's very sweet so but i I woke up well i woke you up and i was like i'm going to the store and you were like i think i'm gonna go lay down in bed and i was like fuck no (laughs) i need your help when i get back you take a long time to wake up Please don't fall back asleep because I need your help. I have to, we have to get ready for yeah. the guests we have coming over. Right. And I was definitely very heated leaving the apartment. Yeah, you were. Walking. But I did to say, I did to my defense, you did. say, can you did. I go to the store for you? You did. And I said, no. I was like, no, you just woke up. I could see that you were tired. I didn't want to make you just run out of the apartment and go to the store i didn't feel comfortable with that i, I felt like it was but my, i did it was my burden to take on I because that. i knew that i needed yes. to go so i'm just i'm kind of like angrily walking and i'm thinking to myself you know i have no right to be angry i could have asked him to leave me alone i could have <sighs> asked him to not turn on the tv i could have asked him to go to the store why am i so upset And I realized I feel like I couldn't ask you for help because I volunteered to make the mushroom loaf. I volunteered to bake the pumpkin pie. I volunteered to host. I wanted the house cleaned. Uh, I wanted these things done. Right. And I felt like, well, that's not fair for me to ask him to help me with these things because... It's what I want, and it's not what he wants. He could give two shits if the bathroom was clean and we had guests coming over. He could... Well, it'd be one thing if it was like people we didn't know, but it was like just friends we hang out. They live here. Like, yeah. You know, so. I know. I know. But it still is like... But I it's a mindset thing. But My I don't want to go over to Erica's house and have her bathroom be dirty. Right. I mean, our bathroom is not super dirty, but it's I not. understand what you're saying. But... I get it. So then what happened? So... I called my mom <laughs> you did when i was at the store you and i was you like hate Corey. no i was like why can't why am i so pissed off right now <laughs> um and honestly i'm not even... laughing i'm sorry i mean i know you're no, really upset you can laugh. That's but we're fine. like over yeah, we're yeah over now. you know you can laugh um she was laughing too because i was telling her like i was trying to go to bed and he was doing this and making noise and then he fucking passes out on the couch <laughs> And I'm grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and she was laughing. Um, 
And honestly, I don't really remember what we talked about, but I kind of said to her what I just said. Like, it's my thing. Yeah. It's my thing. So I cooled down and I came home and you were kind of had a little negative Uh, energy. You had like a little toot going on. Well, I was upset. So, I mean, the reason I was upset was because I thought you took a nap. I didn't know you didn't fall asleep. So I'm like, oh, she's getting a nap in. She's going to wake up and be like refreshed and ready to go. I'm going to fall asleep. I'll pop up and help out. Mm-hmm. And I'm a slow roll after sleep, but, you know, I can pull it together. And I was like, yo, like, let me just go to the store for you. Like, let me do that. You can do whatever you got to do here. And then, like, you were upset. And I was well, like. Well, because in my, from my perspective, it seemed like an empty. Right. I it was didn't like say a, it in a way. Oh, I can go to the store. I really hope you say no, but I can go. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, I it might have been that. Definitely. I'm not. There's no denying that that might I mean, yeah, have been you, what it nobody was nobody wants to go to the store right on. but and this is the root this is the whole root of like if you want to call it an argument but mm-hmm. which we didn't yet we weren't yelling at each other we don't ever i don't we don't yell and scream the that was the root of what my point i was trying to get across later mm-hmm. when we finally sat down to talk about it mm-hmm. which was even though i hate doing dishes i hate cooking I don't do any of those things normally. I don't even like grocery shopping, mm-hmm. which is why it's perfect that I have you. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't like doing those doesn't mean I don't want to do them to help Lovely, you, to yeah. make you, because that's going to make you ultimately make you happy. And like, that's my main concern. Yeah. The problem is. And my also main concern is to make you happy, which is why I didn't want you to go to the store I because am, I knew you had just woken I know up. that. Yeah. I, but the problem is I'm not always great at shutting the fuck up and complaining about things. So I'm like, oh my God, there's so many fucking dishes in this house. Like, oh, fuck. Sorry. Franklin just jumped up. Yeah, I saw that. Franklin just jumped up on Alex with the claws. Oh, I did not expect Oh, man. That. She is climbing up on you. Hi, baby. Uh, you know, I, it's, I, I bitch and moan about stuff. So, I mean, I don't like, I don't like doing that kind of stuff. So that, that also was part of, that was also part of the problem. Uh, was the way I have handled like cleaning and doing dishes for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I, my heart is definitely, I mean, I try to be in the right place. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Your heart is definitely always in the right place. Um, she was taking a selfie with the cat. Yeah. He's so cute. He's cuddling with me. But when we sat, we like had to well, stop what yeah. we were doing and sit down because well, it was there was really weird negative there was energy in the room. Really weird negative energy. I was pissed I at you, you, and you were pissed at me. Because I asked you, I said, "Are you upset now?" And you were like, "I said I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it." Because we have and, people coming over, and have you guys? I mean, people, please should chime in on this if you've ever like been about to get into a fight with your significant other or like an argument, and you have people about to come over, so you're under the gun time constraints. You're like, "Do we?" Do, do we, we bring out the gloves it? now yeah. or do we bring them out later? Yeah. So I just didn't want to do it before people came over. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to clear the energy before people <laughs> got over. You wanted to sage the relationship. No, I mean, I didn't want, because then I knew there would still be this, even though we're really good about just like letting it go and getting over it, yeah. I didn't want lingering negativity to be around and I wanted to move past it. I also thought it was a learning opportunity for us. Sure. And so after I had asked you and you said you don't want to talk about it, I 
thought about it a little bit more and I said, okay, as soon as this gets in the oven, we're going to sit and chat. <laughs> and I said exactly that. We're going to sit down and chat. And you were like, what do you want to talk about? And I like, looked at you like, you know what I fucking want to talk about. Yeah. I um, mean, in, in there have been times though, just for those people that think that Alex is being a pushover, that I have said, I don't want to talk about it. And you've respected that. And we haven't talked totally. about it. And vice versa. And I, there's been times when you've been like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. And I'm like, all right, cool. We'll drop it. Yeah. But this time in particular, we kind of had some time. We're like, all right, let's just yeah. fucking put up your dukes. Yeah. And the first thing, when we sat down, the first thing I said was, why are you upset? Yeah. And I told you, um, I, I told you that sometimes I don't like being in the kitchen with you. Because mm-hmm. you are really good at it, number one. I'm really not good at it. I feel like I'm in the way. We also have a very small kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I do things properly, mm-hmm. you know, which is like no one likes to be corrected on things. It's, I mean, I don't like to be corrected on things, but in the kitchen when I don't know what I'm doing, it's hard for me to disseminate. You're just telling me how to do it properly versus like criticism, even though I know <laughs> you're not criticizing me. But that's yeah. like where my brain goes as a, yeah. as a stupid male yeah that is has whatever male ego dna i'm like well fuck you i don't you know i'm doing it right <laughs> so i have that going on and um then, which is new ish you didn't always used to feel that way in the kitchen no yeah. but you're you've also you're also like highly more complex in the kitchen than you used to be like you know what the fuck you're doing yeah and so more and more that gap has been like wider and wider to where it's just like, I don't even know what you're doing. So I also was upset because I didn't know, I didn't read the thread and I didn't know that you had two and a half hours of cooking to be done. So here I was thinking like, Oh, we're going to phone it in do something super easy. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I have to go to the store. We have two hours of cooking to do, which I'm already like, fuck that. Well, an hour of it is in the oven. Right. But for all for okay sure so maybe a little bit less but i still it's more than i knew we were gonna have to do so i was upset i was like dude i don't want to be doing this i don't want to be helping you because i feel whose fault is that that you didn't know 100 percent my fault 100 (laughs) percent. and i own that i I I was like i didn't read the text like that's my bad yeah um for someone that's on their phone all the time (laughs) it's fucking ironic as hell i'm owning i mean i'll own that though yeah um but like, yeah, so then I was just like, and then getting in the kitchen and feeling inadequate and like all, I, you know, all I'm doing is the dishes. I was like a little irritated. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's like, he's doing the dishes that and you say it's right. all I'm doing. Like you doing the dishes is I know. such a small help, but it's such a big I help. I understand that. And, and, and my disdain for whatever is happening in the kitchen is way less than my willingness to want to help and be helpful mm-hmm. uh, in whatever way, shape, or form that is. Because I know how much you appreciate it when people help you in the kitchen. I do. So I'm Especially caught in, I'm too. caught, I mean, it's it's literally just, you know, doing the things you don't like for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. And I kind of needed to check my attitude at the door and just be like, dude, shut the fuck up and just do it. But I have to, I'm, you know me, I always have to like, Oh, this is so hard. Oh, you know, and that's yeah. It's because I'm lazy. Well, and then I was feeling like yeah. Why were you mad? Well, I felt it wasn't fair for me to ask you to do these things. I was having this struggle, internal struggle. I think it's just like I'm a woman. I'll 
I'll just, I'll, just do, I'll it. do it all myself. Um, but why were you mad at me? So I was mad because, I, and then this, well, I was mad at you for not letting me sleep. <laughs> and then I was, um, and then you were also mad at yourself for not telling me to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yes. Not mad at you because it's great that you can fall asleep so easily, but just like annoyed. That <laughs> it the didn't fact... help that I was sleeping like an angel <laughs> yes. right in front of you. <laughs> yes. Literally right in front of me. But I know that I cannot be mad at you for that. Uh, just annoyed. That yeah. That you can be annoyed at it. But I just, I feel, I feel bad when it's like, I want the house to look a certain way. I want to cook the foods that I told that I want to cook. Those are my things that I want. Those are not the things you want. And so I felt guilty asking you to help me with those things. But then I thought of it as, well, if we're a team, we do it together. Right. And nobody likes cleaning an apartment. It needed to get done anyway. So why right. don't we just share the duties? Yeah. Um, but I just, I, but I still, like, I still yeah. just, like, didn't feel fair to ask you and when you offered to go to the store it felt like an empty offer to me yeah totally and i didn't want to make you do that right and then there was also like the little bit of that female mindset of is like I'll just fucking do it because right well one of the other reasons i think you couldn't sleep is because i was cleaning the apartment while you were trying to sleep i did hear you cleaning the i was apartment. like sweeping yeah. and doing the dishes and like trying to be yeah trying to get the house ready yeah so I was and I like, appreciated yeah, that. so it, it was just like this it. weird thing that kind of all culminated in both of us just being pissed off at each yeah. other. But I also haven't told you how I felt about being in the kitchen with you in a long time. You have not. That was good information. So, you know, everyone fights differently. I don't even, I don't like to call it a fight. I like to call it like an argument, whatever. You could call it a fight for whatever. I think one thing I learned and that you told me was that you feel underappreciated mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels terrible like for me to hear mm-hmm. and that like really made me feel like a piece of shit even though you didn't mean for it because it's how you feel and it's mm-hmm. valid and it's real um but yeah that like that really didn't make me feel good yeah. and what i tried to convey and tell you was that like yes i don't like doing these things but again i would i would walk through a hundred sewers for you if it, like you know what i mean like i would do i would do a million i would do dishes all like whatever it takes yeah um but i just need to kind of be more cheerful about it yeah essentially <laughs> well and that's also one of the things that we talked about was sometimes i ask you to do things and i hear you complain there's always fucking dishes in this house like i can't ever not do like there's so many dishes the sink's always well, guys, i mean it's, guys it's because i don't cook and i don't know how much it takes to like make something but yeah i mean so it's hard it's like well i don't want to like i don't want to do these dishes either bro but i'm cooking your food i get it there's plenty of reason for you to be upset yeah for sure and then this is something that we talked about i said do you understand why i don't want to ask you to do the dishes when i hear you complain all the time about yeah i get it so well guess what behavior is stopping in 2019 (laughs) you know and this goes back to just i want you to be as happy as you can be and i also told you and i want you i know you do i also told you though that i think you try to do too much all the time i do you are constantly constantly overextending yourself yeah over delivering which is a is an amazing trait as a business owner and as a human being but sometimes i'm just like you need to chill yes the fuck out girl like take a break for a sec you know and we got to i mean i felt like i aired some stuff out to you that Mm -hmm. we haven't talked about 
and that I've kind of been harboring and, uh, you know, for a long time. Yeah. I haven't said those things, but yeah. I've been trying to be more mindful and in the moment and express to you how I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. Because if I don't, then it, I just, that shit just eats me up. Yeah. So New Year's Eve, this and whole kind of culmination of us just like both being upset about things that we've been harboring for a long time kind of came to this really kind of like a beautiful moment. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, we. Of understanding and like, hey, like I'm you know yeah kind of realizing what was going on yeah it's just really interesting because we you and i watched it with erica and you said like gosh this girl's awful like da 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 and i he's said he's trying to I'm... do like the greatest physical achievement any human being has ever done in the history of humans yeah but if... and she's like don't do it i love you and it's like it's bigger than that it's bigger than love it's bigger it transcends all of those things. So I'm very passionate about it. Sorry, continue. Yeah, wow. Um, I just want to say quickly before we keep talking about this, if you don't know what Free Solo is, <laughs> it's um, a documentary about Alex Honnold. I Alex think? Honnold. It's Honnold a is Jimmy Chin documentary about Alex Honnold, who was the first person to climb uh, El Capitan in Yosemite without a rope. Yes. He just and that him style and his, of climbing without him, a rope is called free soloing. That's what's unique about Alex is he doesn't do the other crazy he's just a climber. Yeah. Like he's a pure Yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back to the girlfriend situation. Yes. Because you were annoyed with her. I was very annoyed and with I her. And I said if we were in that situation, if I was Alex, which I am Alex <laughs> <laughs> if I was wanting to do right. an extremely... I, okay, I know where this is going. My palms are sweating. Uh, if I was going to do an extremely dangerous thing, you, you, honest to God, don't think you would ask me to, like, put you into the equation or think about how it would... How the outcome of that could potentially affect others? Um... I think it's really easy for us to say we would do that. A hundred percent. Until we're in that I situation. Know, I know, but if... So here's where my mind goes. If you were as passionate about doing the thing as Alex was, it, I feel, hold on, let me finish. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be robbing you of complete and utter mental clarity to do the thing that you're trying to do. And for her to act the way she did, I felt was selfish because all he, like, it's, it's all focus. It's all one thing. Like she should have been like, I get it. Back off. Do your thing. Cause they weren't married. They don't have kids. He hadn't even said I loved you yet. Okay. We were together for 10 years before we got married. Do you really no, think? Okay. Uh, okay. Fine. But he hadn't even, whatever. That a relationship I just, yeah. that's not in a, that doesn't have a ring or a ceremonial or a legality okay. to there's the more to this movie there's is more there... to this movie hold on we're giving too much away do you want to change your sentence no do you... i don't feel like i so don't just because they were dating it has less no it doesn't mean less i i misspoke i'm sorry okay maybe <laughs> maybe they... but you have to watch the movie we're giving too much away i think that if if i had expressed to you my desire to do X, Y, or Z. And I said, this is the most important thing in my life right now. The problem lies in when you're with someone, they want to be the most important, single most important focal point in their lives. And it wasn't like she was not 
his most important thing. Yeah. That's where she, and so I feel like if you love someone and they have an inanimate object or a thing that they have to accomplish that is not you, it doesn't diminish their love for you. It just means that this thing is the most important thing in their life right now until they yeah. accomplish it. So for her to act the way that she did, I felt was very selfish because I felt like it was detracting mm-hmm. from the thing that would get him back to her as close as like as soon as possible. Yeah. So she was complicating this matter exponentially and they talk about it in the movie. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear what other people have to say, but that's the best way I can explain it. It's yeah. like, I would never try to stop you from doing something that you're like, if, if I don't do this, like I have to do this, I have to do this. I would try to support you in whatever, I, even if that means like, get the fuck out, go. And that means that that potential thing could be risking my life and yeah. it could fall to my death. Yeah. If you were super passionate about it, I would let you do it. Yeah. I just, I don't, I believe, because, it, because I believe I, that you would let me do it. I just, I don't believe you wouldn't have a conversation with me. Oh, saying, I would definitely have a conversation, but exactly. it was more than that. It was way more than just a conversation. It was like, don't do it. Why do you have to do this? It was, she was questioning. You also have to think about, put yourself in her shoes, that you're dating someone who has a very, like who knows that he has an intimacy issue and knows that he has a hard time expressing his feelings and she's asking him to communicate with him and they're not able to communicate clearly. And so a lot of the times I read the situation as she's just trying to get into his head. She's just trying to understand his thoughts and his feelings around this. And But to me that showed an emotional, like a very immature emotional intelligence to be like, this person clearly has, clearly has emotional issues clearly can't connect on a regular level that normal human beings are the dude he's his brain is just wired differently so like for me it was just like she's being very immature because if she knew all of those things about him he doesn't connect he doesn't do this like i get it isn't she she trying to learn about her partner yes and understand more about her partner dude a hundred percent that's how i took it as yeah but but you took it as she was being immature and selfish and stupid. How would you feel if Lance Armstrong, <clears throat> or I don't know, that's Lance Armstrong is a bad example, but anyone going for, like, dude, it's the, like, that's, that's what's, I think that's why this argument is so, not argument, this topic is so hotly debated. It is the most dangerous thing any human being has ever done, ever. Yeah. The amount of mental clarity that it takes to do something like that. He's lucky that she was even, like, she's lucky that she even got to be around him. You know what I mean? Like, it's egotistical. I'm not saying that because of whatever. Like, he's clearly on another level of existence. He's an alien. I feel like he's an alien. <laughs> it's not like I'm not on her side. I can see it from that side. You're I just clearly not on her side. I just feel like it was. I feel like she was acting selfish. I just, I just. I would can't, not have acted that way if I you don't were. Dude, I don't know. This is what so many people are talking about this movie. I just don't think I would have acted that way if that's what you were going for. And I knew that you had trouble connecting on something and I really cared. I mean, I guess she kind of did. I think she left a couple. I don't know. Yeah. They, the way that they, yeah, she he, left. Yeah. He asked her to leave and she Did left. he ask her to leave yeah. or did she just leave on her own? No, he said to her. You need to go. Yeah, you need to go. I yeah. need to concentrate. You need to go. I do love their relationship. I know that they're very happy. and and But, like, I just, I don't know. That's my take on it. 
you can't see it at all from his angle. No, I, you're not I can. coming. You're. I feel like you're only coming at it from this like partner standpoint, not from like a person pursuing it. I don't get that you're coming at it from that angle at all. No, it's I, almost like you can't see someone striving for something. I understand that he's striving for something, and I understand that he's trying to achieve something that's really important to him, and I get that. But it's more than really important to him. It's bigger than that. How is it bigger than that? It's because it's a it's a thing that's never because been Because he was before. the first one to do it? Yeah. But Maybe. so okay, let's let's switch around and play devil's advocate so that so that we're not feeling like this like roadblock. If I'm coming at it from the standpoint of the girlfriend and you're coming at it from Alex's standpoint, talk to me about that. What do you What would it what in defense of what I'm saying? I just feel like if there was something that I wanted to do really bad, I think it's totally normal for my partner to have fear and try to understand what's going on in my brain as to why I want to do this extremely dangerous thing that could end my life. I 100% understand and support why she asked him. Also because he's clearly not a good communicator. He says it, she says it, it's clear in their relationship. So I believe that she is trying to understand what's going on in his head and is fearful for his life. We might need to change subjects because I'm get, I'm getting really emotional. <laughs> oh, I don't want you to be upset. I'm just like I get that it's scary. I guess I'm always, I'm like all about the pursuit of like following whatever it is you need to As follow. As am I. Yeah. But if you were going to do something that risked your life, like of course I'm yeah. going to sit there and say, "Can't you like think like I would just want to know why yeah oh don't cry don't cry no i get it i do and i would i just had so much sympathy for her yeah i also i can't imagine leaving your partner and thinking that could be the last time like of course people think about you know and they say you know, end conversations on a good note because you never know what your last words right. could be. But knowing, like, it's not just another, it's not just another goodbye. It's like, legit, this could be our last. Like, that that doesn't present, that situation doesn't present itself in most couples. In, like, 80, 95% uh, of the couples ever. <laughs> I would say 99.9. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm, I... So, for me to be sitting next to you, watching the film, and thinking, if I was in her shoes... I, I know. I meant for you to say, like, she's being so selfish. But, uh, I, I mean, I'm so... I, I'm not putting myself in her shoes like that. I'm, I'm trying to think of it as, like, do you want to... Would he resent her? Like, if he didn't go for it? Like, would you want to live with a partner that's resentful? No, of course not. Like, that's where I'm trying to think of it is like... Yeah, I get that too. Like, and I... Of course I wouldn't... Of course I'd be devastated if you wanted to go do something that you might die doing. If it's a 50-50 chance that you're going to die, given all the circumstances, like, yes, I would be very upset. Yeah, and I just, I don't believe that if we were in that situation... No, because we would, would never be, like... be in that situation. I would never put myself in that situation because I care about you. Yeah. 
more I care about you more than Alex cares about whatever. Well, clearly, you can't really, it's not the same thing. You can't judge, and you. Can't I'm not. Ju- I'm not judging. You can't compare that relationship. Right, to but what I'm what all I'm saying know. is like first of all, we would never be in that situation. I would never like let that happen. But also, when I say that it's selfish, I just feel like. If someone's so hellbent on doing something and yeah. if you're the one that stops no, would, them from doing it, then I they're going to hate that. you. And yeah. then like, it's not going to be so, so I guess the question then becomes, do you, do you just let the person do it? A, a bit of a lack of ownership, you know, I mean, we can go into detail of, you know, white guilt or, but there's a bit of a lack of ownership over this story because this is yeah, 100%. Just, yeah. You know, this is not just my story. This is not just a black story. This story also involves you. Yeah. And yeah. it, I mean, like I used to, I'll never forget. I used to get upset with a, a good friend of mine whenever like a new um, quote unquote, a black cinema film would come out like um, 12 Years a Slave or um, um, uh, 13th. Um, 13th. All of these movies that are, um, you know, Color quote, Purple, unquote, yeah, like, co- right, quote yeah. unquote, ebony cinema. I'm like, I don't need to be, every, every time I would go, you know, the entire audience is people of color. And I'm looking around like, we're not the ones that need to see this why do people not see this and you I don't, I don't think i've ever been in a theater and had that experience of being able to look around and go okay we're all learning about ourselves today mm-hmm. you know, we, we we project movies like um birth of a nation on black people that is a movie about the birth of a nation that we all belong to mm-hmm. the yeah. that, were, that we were subject to was not it it, it, it wasn't us on us like that it, it, it's <laughs> your story as well and if yeah. you associate yourself from that we are never going to be able to really move forward and i finally see white people having um putting pride aside putting fear aside and really getting involved in the conversation and educating themselves on themselves really yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. no i mean like we've we've done like i mean we've done a deep dive uh on ourselves and our own family because we have family members that are like all lives matter which has been like really difficult you know, but I, I basically was like, I'm trying to come at this as like, I want to hear where you stand. And like, because I believe that the way we change minds and we change hearts is through having an understanding of the argument. Absolutely. And like just presenting better ideas as to like why you're wrong. You know what I mean? And like, and, and, and half the time, and that's what I mean about the, the importance of taking ownership over this story and educating ourselves because half the time, we're regurgitating something we've heard with no actual backing to why we're saying it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. To me, when somebody says all lives matter, you don't understand the historical context of us saying black lives matter. Right. You don't understand yeah. the history of, of uh, w- w- where that's coming from. 
You don't understand uh, the, the, the system that has produced this idea that black people don't matter. And it's evident, it's, it's ev I mean, it's, our yeah. culture is soaked in it. Yeah. I mean, like, you could go, like, down a hole, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. we, yeah. we, could sit, we could sit here for days and go down in every nook and cranny in which uh, the oppression of people of color in this country is, it, it, how it rooted this country is in that. And if you don't understand the history of things like the police force, if you don't understand the history of things like blackface, if you don't understand the history of things like, um, like uh, the structure of our jail system, if you don't understand where a lot of these things came from, what started these things, these institutions, then you're, gonna, you're not gonna understand why this an entire group of people feel disregarded why an entire race of people feel unrepresented uh okay so we should space i guess we can kind of clump these together but um when we got jude Oh, I, I thought about putting Jude yeah. on the list. When we got our cat, Jude was kind of a was a really that was, interesting. That was fun. Thing. So I was working at Starbucks, and this guy that came in was like, "I have all these animals, and I just got a litter of cats." And he was like, showing me these animals, and um, you know, uh, Brad, mm -hmm. uh, and he's just the best dude. He's still in Modesto. He's like this big bearded, just kind of like wise beyond his years kind yeah. of guy. He's like, I have this cat. Doesn't look like a sweet teddy bear, but he is yeah, a sweet totally. teddy bear. Uh, and um, so he's like, you should come over and look at this litter, like, litter of cats. And Alex and I were thinking about getting a cat. Mm -mm. No? No, you had decided that you were going to get oh, me a cat. Oh, that's right. I was like, we're going to get a cat. And we go over and Jude's mom was like this really smart cat that used to like... I never met Jude until the day we met then. The day okay, we him. I went over, but he was telling me about Jude's mom who like could turn the faucet on and drink out of the faucet yeah. and was like this kind of really smart cat. And um, I went over there and he had like a bird on his shoulder when he answered the door. And he actually ended doing, he ended up doing the artwork for the first Kinsey Fair album. Like, yes. This guy was great. Yeah. And um, I remember we were at home and... Uh, Brad was like, you can come get the cat this week or, you know, you're supposed to wait for six weeks. And we were both downstairs. And then Al yelled from upstairs. He's like, we got uh, Newton. Well, Newton. We got Newton when he was five weeks. And I go, get in the fucking truck. We're going to get the cat right now. Because we were trying to decide, well, should we get him now? Should we wait? I don't know. And then that's when Al said, we got Newton at five weeks. And we were like, let's go. This is like a big Al episode. It is. He was a big oh, part of our life. the best. Um, yeah, but getting him and bringing him home, and then, like, we were just in, like, oh cat heaven for... He, he was this cutest mean, little guy. He imprinted on me so fucking hard. Yeah. He, still to this day, every single night, will... All up in your hair. ...knead in my hair and just... But when he was so a kitten, it was cute, but ears. now he's 22 pounds, and he's just like... <laughs> He's not 22 pounds. Sorry, he's like, he, he's he lost is, a lot of weight. He, I, mean, I don't think he's ever been 22 pounds. I think the most he's ever been was 18 pounds. Um, but he's also, he, he Super long. of course, has lose to weight. Lose to weight? Wow. wow. Cheers. Weight. Cheers, baby. <laughs> he has weight Dang. to lose. Dang. Um, <laughs> but he is very, very long. I get so protective of him because when people say he's fat, he's He can not, hear people say that and he gets self-conscious. I think he does. No, he doesn't. <laughs> 
No, but I don't want people to know. I don't want people to assume that I have a fat cat. He's just so fucking big. You don't have to justify He's so it. long. He's, I know, I know. He, I, how many inches is this? <laughs> I'm pulling my pants down. We're measuring real quick. Oh my God. <laughs> Tell me when to stop. No, no, this can't. No, I'm going to start over. Tell me when to stop. No, but seriously, is this a foot? No, his he's head, longer than that. Head to toe. He's a, he was as big as Addison minus, laying down. Yes, he he was as long as Addison I'd was say he, when she was one I'd say if he's standing up like end, toe to foot oh, and you stretch out his three feet. No, I, when he, he will sometimes, when I'm standing in the kitchen, he will reach his paws up and stretch and he touches my hip. Yeah, he's three feet. He's at least three feet he's long. So long. He's so long. Toe to toe. Anyone, anyone that sees him goes, damn, that's yeah, a big cat. he's a big, big cat. fucking cat. He's a big cat. Anyways, so when I have, that's, that's one of my, that was that a very one special of my, memories. uh, favorite memories but yeah. yeah okay you know which one i almost put on the list we're not at 11 anymore this is stupid um no we are no i'm i no, only I know, have 11 but i'm saying one that is not on the list is i almost put this one on the list though when he when he ran <laughs> <laughs> you know when he wily coyote head over head up feet over head yeah oh fuck so... me that was so funny <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Our couch at the time was perpendicular, uh, perpendicular to, a window. to the window, yeah. and he is on the back, and he's like doing his like butt shake that cats do sometimes. We had a big ass window, yeah. And he like gallops on the whole full edge blown sprint <laughs> of the wily coyote of the couch sprint, and then about to get it into the window. He <laughs> it's like a cartoon when their butts like um, accordion over style his head, over yeah. his head, and then like rebound. Oh my god, it was. So funny. Yeah, it was that was really fucking <laughs> oh funny. Oh my gosh. We were dead. Oh my gosh. Uh I'm gonna talk about our proposal. Oh great. Or my proposal. Great. Talk about it. Um I remember proposing uh, so anyone that knows me knows how much I love New York. I feel like I was born on the wrong coast. <laughs> um my love for New York it knows no bounds. I'm I am a New Yorker. DNA. I feel like whatever. Continue. Um, I wanted I wanted Central Park to be a special place for Alex and I, and I felt like it was a perfect place for me to propose. I'm into movies. The mall in Central Park is the most iconic to me visual representation of what New York is. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I want to propose there. I did. What? That was a weird noise. Continue. Um, it's, it's yeah. Anyway, continue. Anyways. Um, Went to Central Park early in the morning after she had coached all day. I was dressed up and... And I was... She was a little tired. (laughs) She was a little tired. I was just a little tired. Um, But I remember being a little nervous and I had gotten like a A salmon. Yeah, I was very nervous. (laughs) And not because I didn't think you were going to say yes. I was just nervous. Yeah. It's a big big life event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I had ordered a... um, I love, uh, you know, salmon locks and in capers and you know um but you didn't want your breath to stink. i didn't want my breath to stink because i knew i was gonna <laughs> kiss her and so i was nervous and the whole time we're sitting there she's like why aren't you eating like, excuse me sorry 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 <laughs> and then she did that and i was like you're the girl i want <laughs> no um yeah i was like why aren't you eating you said you were hungry and i was starving she was and so hungry and she was a little you were a little cranky well yeah i was fucking starving um and this is how it shows you how much I love you. I gave you part of my sandwich because you were like, I don't know. It just feels weird. And I was like, well, just eat some of my sandwich. And I gave you some. Yeah. And then um, I had coordinated with our friend Jenna, mm-hmm. who worked over at uh, the Lululemon. Lululemon. That was like 
in like not that far away from uh, where we were in Central Park. She walked across the park. And then as she was walking by, I, Alex and I were sitting on a bench and I said, hey, oh my God, it's Jenna. And Alex was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing here? And she got up and gave her a hug and Jenna had her phone out. And then I pulled the ring out. Yeah. So my side of the story is I knew it was coming, but I didn't know when. I thought you were doing it Christmas Day because we had had people, we had planned to have people over brunch for yeah. our friends who lived in New York. Yeah. Um, and then when Jenna comes, I was so thrown off because I, Which know, I knew you would be because I know Jenna lives near the park and works near the park. So I knew it was just a natural coincidental. thing. Coincidental. And she's standing next to me and like we're talking and then she starts backing up from me, holding her phone at her chest, like pointing outwards. I was like, what are you doing? And then I turn around and then you're getting down on one knee. And then I said, shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> Shut, Shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was quite. And then, surprised. and then I started, and then we got into a screaming match, and I was like, "No, you shut the fuck up! <laughs> no, you it. shut the fuck up!" Stop and then police it. had to come. Stop no, it! Stop it! No. no. And then I just started bawling like a baby. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's one of my the... favorite memories. That was that was like such a long time coming, and yeah, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Can I say my next memory? Sure. I thought you were crying because you were feeling so caught up in the moment. No. You really just want to talk about, is this embarrassing? No, no. What is it? Okay, don't laugh too loud into the mic. Sorry, it looks like poop. (laughs) (laughs) That was so long ago. Oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, it looks like poop. Sorry, it looks like poop. Okay. Wait, it looks me, like poop. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so that kid. Was, oh, God damn so it. So this was when in between, <clears throat> in between living at Cal State Fullerton and going to San Jose State, I did a summer in Modesto and you had moved back in with Alexis and Addie and um, I was spending the summer with you. And we went to go get... And we went to go very late at night. I was like, I want frozen yogurt. And so we ran over to some frozen yogurt place. And um, I got like a mixture of two different flavors. And one of the flavors was chocolate. And because it was so late at night, they were taking the kind of the machines apart. And so the consistency wasn't super correct because of something. I don't know what. Maybe it got too much air or something. And so we go to pay. <laughs> and the cashier, who was probably... He looked like he was 12 years old, um, said... Sorry, it looks like poop. <laughs> Referring what? to the chocolate frozen yogurt that I got. Like, and we both, what? Corey and I, look at each other and go, What the fuck are you me? talking about? Like, please do not tell me that the frozen yogurt I'm about to eat looks like poop. poop. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but we lost it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my next memory is um, watching you and Nathan on stage at the first Hollywood party. Oh. And just being so proud and seeing you so, also feel seeing you so proud of this thing that you've created, and I finally feeling like you had a path and a passion and um, a purpose in life. It was just really beautiful to see you and Nathan on stage at that first party. Cool. Yeah. My dad came. I also surprised you with that. I know you did. I know. That was really cool. I have some good surprises. I know you do. That was really fun because 
Steve had walked up and said, like, I, he's on the list. And there was some confusion. And I was talking to you. And I go, oh, my God, look who it is. And then you look up and you see your dad standing at the and little check-in. And started crying. And I was crying. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. And I didn't think he was going to make it. It was so stressful. Yeah. yeah so that was my next one. No, um, awesome. I think I have two more. But what's your last one? Uh, my, well, my last one to wrap this, this, uh, this one up because... So, so what's your last one? My last one that I have is uh, our wedding. Mm, that's my last uh, one. But I have one before that. Yeah. Um, that was a great fucking weekend. So uh, for those of you who don't know. Our wedding was four days long. Our wedding was four days long. So we decided to get married on our 10-year anniversary, which happened to fall on the Thursday. On the Thursday. So we got married on Thursday. Okay. Friday, we had a brunch. And well, then we, hold on. Wednesday, we had a rehearsal typically the whole family and that was very special because my entire my entire family had not been in the same room in In a long time 10 years a long time yeah my family hadn't been in the same room in a very long time yeah and then on friday we had a brunch well wednesday we had the reception the the rehearsal that's very typical for a wedding right and you you just said you just skipped over the wedding the wedding was incredible and amazing it was perfect um if anyone's listening and is planning a wedding or knows they're going to be married in the future, don't freaking worry about the details. Nobody remembers the details. And I was not stressed at our wedding because of two things. One, I delegated the crap out of that thing. There is no point for you to do it all. Women, I know you like to do everything, but it's not worth it. Delegate that shit. <clears throat> So many people helped out at our wedding and people love helping the bride and groom. They want to give them tasks. Second, I told you and I told everyone and myself, I don't care what happens as long as Corey and I get to say I do. If it rains, who cares? We go inside. If the... If it gets dark early and the mosquitoes are biting all of your guests, who cares? Who cares? We got to say (laughs) I do. Um, Don't sweat the small stuff because nobody knows if you're... your flowers are not the right color or if your guest table is not in the right place or if your um wedding planner day of doesn't do anything you ask him to do which happened also (laughs) if anyone's judging you for those things they're not really your friend anyways no yeah no our wedding was so beautiful and so wonderful it was my favorite yeah it was so great but so then on friday totally then on Friday, we had brunch, and then we did a group wine tasting because we were staying in San, new, near San Luis Obispo, which is a huge winery And then, place. like, over the course of the weekend, there was, like, a, like a slow fall off of, of people. people leaving, yeah. And then, like, Saturday, Saturday we was... we did a beach day. It was kind of windy, so we yeah. went back, and we played sports. Um, we played sports. We played sports. We, um, we just hung out the we whole weekend. It was, it was beautiful so and fun. warm, and, and on and Sunday, then, we, we just hung out and played ball and yeah. it was it was by far and away my favorite weekend of my entire so life great. it was absolutely gorgeous so on saturday night my dad and i cooked for everybody oh impromptu cook that for was everybody. so fun or yeah. friday night i think yeah, yeah. that was oh it was just so wonderful thank you so much for listening to our 100th episode holy crap guys thank you if you've made it to the end if you've made it <laughs> Here's the Easter egg. We you get one million, million high fives. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, we are so thankful for all of our listeners. And um, again, send this to people if you think that they might be interested in our podcast. And 
yeah, we, we love you all very much. And Corey, I love you. I love you. And here's look, to 100 more. Here's 100 more. <gasps> yeah, and awesome. a million high fives. And a big, uh, big shout out to our theme music, Chantry Johnson, yes. as he leads us out of this amazing episode. We love you, Chance. Bye. Bye. I'm stealing conversation, it's about